Welcome to the X's and Tea podcast, where we talk about X's and Tea with your hosts, Corey and Danny. We're back. Boom, boom, boom. Happy New Year. 2023. Dear God. <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know. I still feel like it's 2020. I remember. It's all been a blur. Well, I remember New Year's 1999 going into the year 2000. <laughs> It's just a little bit ago. God, I could have never fathomed making it to 2023. This is my last year of being in my 20s. You're so old. Wow. Uh, Sorry, guys. (laughs) You're not old if you're 30. (laughs) But it feels like it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, Well, we're really excited to be back. We definitely took a little bit of a long breather there, but it's because we have so much going on. Corey, do you want to tell them your big news? I'm moving. Yes, Corey will no longer be here with us, but she'll be with us. She's not dying. Yeah, I'm not dead. She's all she's off dying. to a physically better place. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I'm moving. But don't worry, don't fret. The podcast will still continue. Yes, we actually have Zoom and that's how we will be recording going forward. And honestly, it's gonna be dope. Like yeah. we're still here. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. Can't get rid of us that easy. Nope, nope. Where are you going to? Texas. She's going to Texas. Yep. Dumb old stupid. T- <laughs> That was a SpongeBob reference. Don't no Texans come. Yeah, for sorry, us. sorry. Please don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just referencing when when Sandy wanted to go back to good old Texas because she was sad and she missed she it. She's homesick. Um, hopefully, all the elder millennials will be in support of this. If you're Gen Z or I guess below, um, just go yes. go look it up. It's there. We promise. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, gosh, the holidays. I feel like they came and went so fast. Dude, for real. God. I was like, oh, they're coming up, and then boom, they're here. And then they were gone. And then they're gone. That's wild. Yeah. We spent these holidays. We had a good celebration, and then, Corey, you were out of town. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not, like, out of town, but, like, <laughs> I was <laughs> away from the house. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't here. I was at my parents' house. How did you spend your New Year's Eve? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I spent it intoxicated, and then I fell asleep early. Hey. I passed out before even midnight, and then I got a phone call that woke me up around, like, of 11.30 from my dad. So then I was awake. So then about, like, midnight, I woke up my son so that he could come out and, like, celebrate the New Year's because he's never done it before. Yeah. So we watched the ball drop. Yeah, that was about it. Then we went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So New Year's Eve is Jacob and I's anniversary, so we've been together for three whole years. I... Can hardly believe that like where the fuck did time go <laughs> um but yeah we uh we just hung out nice just kind of chilled watch movies we watched sometimes that's like the best thing to do it is so we, we watched to get hard with kevin oh, hart gosh. and will and will ferrell yeah and the funniest part was that jacob did not understand a single, single reference, reference oh, because man. he'd never seen boys in the hood so what did we watch next boys in the hood (laughs) and he was like at the very end that was so sad why did you do that to me and I was like you had to understand understand. so yeah so here we are in 2023 and one of the things I think I want to do more in 2023 is recognize red flags those are huge huge so that's actually nobody ever sees them until later on until it's too late yeah because hindsight's always 2020 yeah so that's actually what we wanted to discuss today is, you want to believe that they're not red flags. Oh, exactly. So red flags is so important. And I feel like we don't, we're not taught enough about them. Mm-mm. I don't think. No. And like you said, we don't see them until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either of us really know green flags either. 
no what is healthy what is normal right and i feel like we've been in such like toxic relationships before where the, all we see now is like the red flags more so like the green flags now sometimes we're like what's wrong with you right and we compiled a list too you guys and our list for red flags was so much longer because <laughs> yeah. we kept being like oh and this and this, and and this. this is a red flag so yeah um i think the first one that is so important because it's it's kind of the first one that happens right and that's love bombing what is love bombing love bombing is when a person literally bombs you with their love right they are in the relationship and they are so serious so fast they are bombarding you with attention with gifts they usually say they love you really quickly into the relationship and it just feels so romanticized Mm -hmm. yeah i think that we can definitely attest that both of us went through this with kyle oh yeah 100 percent. that honeymoon phase yeah and that's when you're like oh my gosh i really do love him right because you're like oh my gosh he pays so much attention to me oh my gosh this is amazing that like the love bombing obviously is like a red flag but you see it as a green flag because like he's giving you the attention the gifts and stuff like that like typically i mean that's not normal no it's not (laughs) because your boundaries are already being broken apart right because you typically say i'm not looking for anything too serious so you know let's not take this so fast and that person's like yep uh uh-huh and then the next day they write you this really long text message about how they're so grateful for you but you've known them for a very short period of time Mm -hmm. you've been together maybe two weeks right and they're like i'm just so grateful that i found you and i met you and you're just like oh my gosh like i haven't had this before this is great yep when in reality that's not that's not normal normal. and I think that so often like you said we're not used to that maybe we they know that our previous partner was not so nice to us right maybe they weren't necessarily abusive maybe they were right but they know that we were not being treated well so they're gonna Mm -hmm. like twice as much Mm -hmm. right yep and I can make themselves look good yeah a hundred percent. And I can actually remember back to, to my marriage. Remember y'all, I got married at the age of 18. <laughs> remember that? My dumbass. So my part, my ex-husband and I, dude, do you know how long we were together when I fucking got married? So short. We had been together for maybe like three months when he oh, proposed wow. to me because he that. was going off to basic training, right? And Those military guys. For real. Well, apparently it's not it's uncommon. Red flag. <laughs> It can be, for sure. I mean, it could be. No offense. We were very supportive of our military. It was a, yes. it was a joke. It was a joke. Don't come for me. No. But, um, no. So, and and we had only been together in person for three months. And he was gone for, like, two and a half months. Oh. And then on my, like, two weeks after my 18th birthday, we got married. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that wild? That is wild. So, again, I think we talked about this back in one of the other episodes. If you haven't listened to all those episodes that we have out, listen to every single one of them. They are amazing. Um, But I got married quickly because I wanted to get out of the house because back then my mother was undiagnosed with her disorder and nobody had mental health help at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But he proposed to me like two months after we had gotten together wow like that's not normal no and I that's don't real quick I don't know why he did that I mean sometimes it works out for people it does sometimes but to break up with somebody and then get engaged with them you know not too long after right that's not normal that's not normal right and I think too often because we're not educated enough on what is normal and what is not normal what right. are red flags what are green flags mm-hmm. we're making these decisions and we're hurting ourselves almost in the in the long run right but 
obviously it's not our fault because we don't know what we don't know. Right. And that's why we're here because we want to educate people so they don't make the same decisions that we did. Right. Or to recognize, hey, this is a healthy relationship. This is exactly what you're looking for. And this is not. This is not. And I know we've talked about it before, but we've also talked about how we think that schools they should talk about it. They should it. talk about this. Like, sure, they talk about like sex ed and stuff like that, but it's like, come on, yeah, they're gonna do it regardless. Yeah, they don't put enough emphasis on the abuse factor, right? Either, and and maybe they do. I mean, I'm not in high school anymore, right? But when we went there, they did not. No, they didn't. And I think that it was it was something that was brushed upon. It was like, okay, like you can let us know if you're in an unsafe situation. They, I right. think they really mostly hit on like abuse from family members. Mm-hmm. you know that kind of like, thing are you safe at home kind of thing yeah exactly but they never mention like hey if some 20 year old dude is hitting on you when you're like 16 years old this is right. not normal right like let us know if this is happening right and yeah all too often they notice that our behaviors are different i mean mm-hmm. remember when we had that interview with kendra if you haven't listened to that fantastic episode yeah go listen she definitely mentioned that like her teachers were starting to notice i think one of her you know one of her teachers oh, yeah, noticed yeah, yeah. and it's like there was no education for you know a bunch of other teenagers to mm-hmm. know that like hey i mean sure some teenagers they're just going to do what they're going to do right but at the same time a lot of people don't it's know. just that they're uneducated they don't know any different right and their parents sometimes are encouraging this because mm-hmm. back in their day it was normal right even back then it wasn't fucking normal respectfully yeah and that frustrates me because there are people that like either their parents are so absent that they don't pay attention right or they just don't Don't care care. like that girl oh my gosh I met a girl at a concert oh right this girl I had no idea how old she was because I didn't realize how old I was at this concert that I shouldn't have fucking been at (laughs) because I I genuinely felt old right I was an old person at that concert and you know we were kind of engaging in conversation with people around us as one does in a concert Mm -hmm. as I do yeah (laughs) in a concert setting um and then she like I was talking about you know being like feeling old and she's like well how old do you think I am I was like oh I don't know she's like I'm 14 I was like what and then her friend next to her was like 16 wow so we had a 14 year old and a 16 year old right and I was like um I had made the comment I was like oh she well the the other girl was like how old do you think I am I was like well you're probably one or two years give or take and she's like yeah you're right I'm 16 I was like yeah it'd be weird if you were here with somebody like way older than you who wasn't a relative right right and she's like oh and I was like yeah we have a podcast to prevent that in reference to this podcast (laughs) and then her she was her friend was like oh you should tell him about that guy who's been pursuing you I was like oh and she's like yeah this 20 year old has been hitting on me and flirting with me and trying to get me to hang out with is that not gross that's gross and I was just so shocked I was like well that's not normal like listen to our episode yeah (laughs) because Kendra's episode had just come out recently Right. That I wanted her. I was hoping she would go listen to it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not here to force anybody. Right. Right. Maybe that, she did. Maybe she didn't. I'm we hopeful don't know. that right. she did. But it's like you hear these stories and you're like, ew. Yeah. I remember my brother told me, my oldest brother, right? This was back when um, I was being groomed by a 20 year old when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up, he, I met him when I was 14. We started dating at the end of like when I was 15 and he mm-hmm. was, he was 19 turning 20. Wow. And this guy had manipulated me and my mother did not, I mean, I respect her. She knows what she did, but she like encouraged this relationship, which was not okay. He was very abusive. There's a huge power dynamic. And I remember talking to my oldest brother. I don't think he knew what was going on, but 
um, I was like, well, what's the like, what's the age? What does it matter? He's like, Daniela, when you turn 20, you are not if you're normal, you're not going <laughs> to look at anybody under the age of 20. Right. As attractive. Yeah. Sure as shit. When I turned 21 is when I really thought about it. I right. was like, oh my God. It was yeah. like one day it hit me. I was like, oh my God, that was not normal. Right. All of the trauma that I had from this guy mm-hmm. was all trauma. Yeah. I was in an abusive relationship. This guy was abusing me as right. an underage girl. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? This fucker, he messaged me on Facebook. Remember I told you it was like two years ago? Yeah. He messaged me on Facebook or he, he sent me a friend request and I messaged him. I was like, what do you want? And we can actually post this conversation. I will. Fuck this guy. You have it still? I still have it. Hell yeah. Obviously, we'll blur his name, whatever. Fuck this guy, but we'll post it. Because I told him that it was like it was really inappropriate for you. Like you do realize that our relationship was very inappropriate. You were mm-hmm. messing with a minor. I dude. remember this. He yeah. blocked me. <laughs> so fast. If you're listening to this, dude, fuck you. I have always wanted to say that because I had a teacher in military school. Um, I there was another guy with my same last name, and mm. he would get my mail, and I would get his sometimes. Oh. And his platoon leader came up, and he's like, "You need to tell this stalker to." leave you alone quit quit writing you and i didn't understand at the time but it's because he was so much older than me and this and this platoon leader knew who he was because he went to the same military school i did with my brother that's how i met him oh my gosh my brother went when he was 16 and my brother's two years older than me so i met him when i was 14 we started talking when he graduated wow yeah that's not right it's so gross to me when i think about it because this is a grown man Right. He was 19 when he got like 18 when he got out. I was 14. This dude's four years older than me. I mean, sure. Four years, maybe not necessarily as bad as seven years. Right. You know, but when but you're, you're still under it, I was a child. Yeah. And I was a very immature child as much as I wanted to believe I was more mature because he told me I was more mature. Of course, that's their famous line. Yes. You're so mature. For that's your another age. red flag. If they tell you you're mature for your age, you run the opposite fucking direction. Yeah. <laughs> Block that motherfucker. Yeah, because real. that is not true. We want to believe as kids and teenagers that we're so mature. We know better than our parents. We don't know better than our parents. No. We do not. And you will understand that the older you get. And when you become a parent, if you do become a parent. Yeah, because now, yeah, your parents know way more than you think. They really do. I think the amount of times on a daily basis, I'd be like, wow, my dad was right. Right. On the regular, I tell my dad, I'm like, hey, dad, thank you so much for like being this way. Because back then he wasn't allowed to parent me. So of course, I didn't know all of these things. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is that my stepmom, she is, uh, she works in special education. And there's a lot of like trainings that she's had on like red flags and abuse and like Mm. child abuse and things like that. And she knows how how to like really break it down and rationalize why are these things okay and why are these things not okay mm-hmm. which is really cool because I didn't have that growing up right yeah so I I really think about you know all of these red flags and and I also think about you know kind of going back to the parents that are okay with it like mine my mom did not she didn't care right she didn't recognize that I was being abused mm-hmm. she just cut it off when it was convenient for her of course or when it pissed her off you know what mm-hmm. I mean like when I was in military school right and you know I'm looking back and I think a lot of it too is parents who treat their kids like they're older than they need to be Mm -hmm. because I was drinking at such a young age. Right. I had my first drink with my mom Mm -hmm. when I was 14. And she was always the one to supply it for Exactly. My mom did. But I also like my brother, his friends, parents, some of them did too. Mm. Some of them would supply weed. Some of them would supply pills to my brothers. Some of them would like supply alcohol to us. I had another friend, her mom. Her mom would make us like weed cookies. She took us around back to the bar that she worked at and she brought us out vodka sodas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she would buy us alcohol. Like there were really parents out there who were like that. Wow. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is my dad never 
let me. Because we would go camping with some people that he knew and mm-hmm. their kids were underage drinking and the dad was okay with it. My dad was never okay with it. Yeah, no, my parents were never okay with it. Either. I mean, did I sneak some? Did they sneak me some? Yes. Sorry, right. dad. Yeah. <laughs> but they did, Um, you know. But either way, it was like, my dad was never okay with it. Right. He never, not even a sip. Not encouraging. No, it. he was like, this is illegal. Right. You're not going to do this. Right. You know what I mean? Which is normal parent behavior. Parent. Parents. <laughs> like, I would never let my kid drink underage. Oh, absolutely not. There is no way. Like, no. people, you know, proclaim, well, at least I know they're doing it at the house and you're being safe. It's not. No, that doesn't That's matter. That's not the point. No, because if they're drinking at your house, they're drinking somewhere else. Right. I do not believe that a teenager only drinks at home. Right. Bullshit. No. no. So. You're like speaking from experience. For real. <laughs> but. <laughs> You, you think about this, right? It kind of elevates a, a child, a teenager's mentality. We're like, I'm so mature. I'm allowed to... My parents to, let me drink. Right. I must be mature. Right. I'm making all these decisions as a teenager, mm-hmm. that, you know? Making adult decisions so, as a teenager. Yeah. So it's no wonder that you end up in this mentality that, oh, I feel like I'm 21. If I date somebody close to that age, it's just because I'm mature enough to do that. Right. It is not the case. It's not it's, at all. It's so sad that that happens and you know if i could go back i wish that 16 year old me would have reported it to the police right i really do yeah because this guy um, and these are all alleged what happened to me is my story but all the stories that i heard about him allegedly Mm -hmm. he was sleeping with girls younger than me wow like 13 14 year old girls he was messing with girls like this one girl she was younger than me she messaged me on facebook like two years later and was like hey i slept with your boyfriend thank god it wasn't the guy i was with but like i was like damn dude like he really did that he's like she's like i didn't he told me it was his room and then i started seeing your pictures and i was like oh my god i know her yeah <laughs> and then she oh my and then god. she found out it was my room yeah he, that's uh, disgusting yeah, he stayed with us for a while so he brought a girl into your home yep into your room mm-hmm. your bed yep ew it was right that whole situation is really gross ick. because yeah he stayed with us for a little while and i think i feel so gross saying that out loud because it, it's something that i'm so ashamed of but i was allowed to do it right and it's sad you thought it was a normal thing to do yeah exactly um uh, makes me feel icky and it's kind of triggering to to really talk about it out loud because my dad doesn't know that that happened you know if my dad's listening right now he has no idea sorry, my mom dad. allowed that sorry dad like i don't think he'll ever blame me for it right because he it's knows not something you had control and exactly like the parent should have stepped up exactly exactly somebody should have called the cops easily yeah. my dad would have if he had oh, known 100%. oh he would have easily called yeah. the police um, so that's a huge, that's a huge red flag, right? Yeah. If, you know, they're older than you and they're trying to make you feel like you're more mature, don't buy it. Don't it's, buy it. I mean, I know as teenagers, you're going to anyways, but right. if we can at least put the seed of doubt in your mind, mm-hmm. please just save yourself the trouble. Yeah. Another, so us outside of love bombing, right? And those, you know, older relationships as a, as an underage child, mm-hmm. especially when they're controlling, like controlling your friendships, right. controlling your whole life. Oh God. Yeah. That was extremely challenging for me because they isolate you. Mm-hmm. They isolate you from they your family. They want you to be alone with them only. Because that's what makes you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then they can manipulate you. Exactly. And it's that, disgusting. The isolation, they make it, they, they do it in such a subtle way too. Oh, yeah. That's like slowly, like um, I moved away from my family. Mm-hmm. It was just me by myself with this dude. Right. I was only three hours away when I was with Kyle, but... Mm-hmm. 
there was still a huge distance there. Right. I wasn't allowed to call and ask my dad for help. Mm-hmm. He literally broke down my car. Yeah. And I was not allowed to ask my dad for help. And Kyle was so manipulative in that way. And I think that's where you being so tight knit with your family and having such a strong relationship. I think that that's why he found you intimidating. Maybe, yeah. Because you, like he would really talk so badly about your family. And I'm I, not surprised. And I think it's because of the strength and the bond that you guys have. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Because they, he knew that if something went down. And when it did go down, my family was always there Your for me. Your brother, My too. brother was always there. Yeah. yeah. He ain't afraid to fucking curb stomp somebody's head. Exactly. He'll do it again. And those, <laughs> those strong bonds are what will deter somebody yeah. who's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Because they want to manipulate the person who is weak. They will, like, look you up and down. And they will study you. Mm-hmm. and find every little crack that you have yep and they'll take advantage of it they want someone that they can easily manipulate right? right and for you do you think it was maybe your age that he was like he found i think so yeah because i was i was 16 when we originally met when i met right. him for the first time i was yeah. only 16 and then when we started dating i think i just turned 17 Right, and he was already 18, turning 19. Was, yeah. So he yeah. Was, I mean, the age difference, obviously, it's not extensive, but he still manipulated you. Yeah. This is a guy who is, he's pretty mature, right? He's mm-hmm. just, he's um, allegedly undiagnosed, but I believe he has antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. I think he is a genuine sociopath. Mm-hmm. And he was a manipulative sociopath. Oh, for sure. Not to say that everybody who is diagnosed antisocial personality disorder, we know you're all out there. We know there are some of y'all who are good people. Right. But... This person was very abusive to us. And that's why I think we hold stigma towards antisocial personality disorder. Right. Because of how harmful right. he was to us. But yeah. again, allegedly he had it undiagnosed. But right. we yeah. can't confirm. Exactly. <laughs> but it's highly speculated that yeah. that's something that he had had. Definitely. Um, and all of these red flags are things that, that he had done. Right. Every single one of them. The controlling behavior. That's how we You're not allowed them. to hang out with certain people, especially yeah. if they're dudes. Oh, God. Even girls, though, he would always roll fit about. He or, could hang out with them, but we couldn't. Right. Yeah. No, we couldn't do anything. Even if we were hung out with our own family, it was an issue. Yeah. Or hanging out with your friends and then automatically assuming that you're cheating on him. Yeah. And I think that kind of that controlling behavior also goes into and you made a really good point earlier about that reciprocity is how I think it's pronounced but he doesn't reciprocate right right um what was that example that you had given um I think I used it like with between us like an argument yeah like if you have an argument with somebody so I'm gonna use me and um Danny again because it's like hard for me to explain if I don't have like actual people that I'm talking about so if me and Danny were to have a fight and I did something to make Danny upset or mad at me and it caused a fight we I mean, typically normal people would hash it out, find a solution, apologize, and then move on, you know? And then if something were to happen where I, or I, yeah, Danny made me mad, and then she just like, cut me off and I was like oh I don't want to talk about it and that was it and she didn't do anything ever again like that is a major red flag like if somebody's not willing to communicate with you and take responsibility for their actions and be accountable for it like that's not okay yeah yeah it's reciprocating that that emotion that right you know you're giving them the the opportunity to you know like say hey I was wrong or like you know I'm sorry but they're not willing to do it back exactly why is it always our fault exactly it's not it's not normal for people to do that no um and that's that's you know what that actually kind of leads us into that like silent treatment Mm -hmm. when they text you especially that we need to talk right and then they say something so anxiety causing right and then they dip dip 
and they don't reply for, for days. days. Yeah. And I do want to preface this like there's a difference between like if you have an argument and like I know for me like sometimes I just need a little bit to yeah. like cool down, calm down and then I will come back and I will talk to you. Yeah. That's different from just ignoring you for hours and hours and hours in days even like that's not normal. Yeah, and then blocking you on social media. Blocking you, yeah, or just if you just simply, you know, read the text message and then just not yes, ever they respond. Yes, they leave you on red. They leave you on red. Yeah. That's uh that really reminds me of when Kyle, I again I talked about this story before, but when he went to the the coast Mm-hmm. and I had mentioned that so he texted me remember that what would you say if I slept with somebody oh, else gosh yeah he said that to me and then and dipped. he ignored me <gasps> no the anxiety that oh I felt God. and they and he did that in a way that made me look crazy because I was the one blowing up his phone right because yeah. I knew what the fuck are you telling what are you talking about what happened like right and you want to know yeah obviously I would find out later on that he was at the coast and he was like there with an underage girl like these poor girls i i cannot say enough how admirable they are for mm-hmm. for really what they've done to help kyle go to prison right um and for kendra to be sharing her story mm-hmm. as well and, and kind of fill in some of those gaps but yeah. it will never cease to amaze me that that kind of shit happened mm-hmm. he went to the coast and just bailed yeah. i remember when he was gone the immense anxiety that I felt I had to do so much to keep myself busy that weekend like I I never did this again I'm so sorry I drove because that's all I knew how to do to clear my head I had my son with me at the time I was pregnant too like very very early stages of my pregnancy Uh but I drove out to highway 26 and I drove the low low pass between highway 26 that came out the other end on hood uh, hood river mm-hmm. that road was probably two hours not paved nobody else was out there oh, geez. and it was very rocky it was nothing but a rocky dead road the entire way dang not safe would not Don't recommend yeah it was summertime you know but still yeah. i had to do something like what if something happened exactly like yeah. i was so dumb back then yeah but it, it really was me trying to find shit that was going to calm my brain and Mm -hmm. settle me down because my anxiety was physically hurting the roof yeah and it was and like anxiety i know like me if i get anxiety super bad i feel it like my body feels it you don't feel good your stomach hurts you're gonna throw up you know etc stuff like that like it's not it's not good yeah it's panic inducing oh yeah and you imagine like people who do that kind of shit, dude, that's not normal. No. If your significant other is doing that, you dump the whole thing. Throw Ex- the whole especially person when out. They do it like purposely. Yeah. To purposely make you feel that. And they that, do that. that. Narcissists are very big with power dynamics. Oh yeah. And the they fa- have to be in control. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're not by any means professionals. You know, we're not psychiatrists. We can't diagnose nobody, but we're just speaking on what we've dealt with. Exactly. We have done the research and all of these things are narcissistic traits. Yes. And we're not just talking about romantic relationships either. Mm-hmm. This can be this can be friendships too. This can be family relationships. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the biggest things that I've talked about and become more public about is my relationship with my mother. Right. My mother has borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And we're super excited because we actually have a special guest coming on to speak more on this subject. Mm-hmm. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Um, and again, I want to preface this. Not everybody with borderline is like this. Mm-hmm. There are people who can live very healthy lives. Most of them do. Right. My mother went to undiagnosed for so many years mm-hmm. that and, and I have people in my family I'm not going to name names but like I have people in my family who are pissed about the fact that I've talked about this publicly yeah. and they've attacked me 
on Facebook mm-hmm. and they've kind of and like I, publicly publicly uh, on Facebook her. yeah and the there was no private conversation about this but they're pissed because it makes them uncomfortable mm-hmm. our conversation topics make people uncomfortable and that's why we do it yep because nobody else is doing it no yep. one else is talking about this Mm-mm. and you know what that's again exactly why we do what we do mm-hmm. um but it kind of came out a little bit more publicly and i had family members who had no idea that this was what i was going through and i got messages just being like oh my gosh like i didn't know this what was going on and these are people that i've always wanted to see me right and for the first time they saw me you wanted to be heard exactly and um but anyways i mean my mom one of the traits of borderline is narcissism mm-hmm. and she was very like angry violent and would just say the most horrendous things and she would black out and she wouldn't remember it it wasn't until 2019 i think Mm -hmm. when my mom finally sat down and remembered everything that she had said to me or done to me she like cried and was like i'm so sorry like i really did all this to you but then in another instance she won't remember she even did that Mm -hmm. and i didn't know that this kind of shit was real Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, our special guest, man, she's really going to open up our eyes to, you know, what this stuff is. And it, it right. really, really opened my eyes when I talked to her yeah, about it. I bet. She, she's amazing. That's what I dealt with. Mm-hmm. And that can happen from a parent. Yeah. That is not okay. No. You know? Absolutely not. And nobody, especially back in like, you know, 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. nobody was talking mental health no one was talking therapy the amount of enablers my mother had and still has oh gosh yeah is is frustrating she's becoming more self-aware she is now getting help this does not by any means speak to who she is today Mm -hmm. but it speaks to who she was and what I went through because that is my trauma Mm -hmm. just because she's getting help now doesn't mean it didn't happen exactly and that is why you know it's it's really important that we look at every relationship in our lives right I mean friends it's not just you know intimate relationships that you have with a partner it's friendship too yeah i had this one friend oh gosh we're gonna call her we'll call her lisa okay lisa was a friend that i had met with another friend of mine through this whole military thing my ex-husband was military i met a bunch of people through this right Mm -hmm. and she didn't live too far away from me she lived right across the river and um eventually like 10 years later we finally were like okay let's hang out you know we're so close whatever and this person she is a good person. I'm not going to speak bad upon her, mm-hmm. but she had a personality that I was not <laughs> I was not meant to be friends with. Right. Because not this the per- vibe. There there was love bombing, right? As a friend, right? So much love bombing. And in that sense, I just mean like texting me all the time, like I'm so glad we're friends and, and like that's awesome. I'm I really want people to know that like I'm I'm grateful for your friendship too. Right. But don't blow up my phone every single day. Yeah. And don't like this person was very like talking about just the so much drama. And you know, for me that was just a red flag. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe some other people's red flags are different for their friendships. Right. But for this one, you know, it was it was hard when this person was blowing up my phone all the time. And then when I stopped talking to them because I, I just I got to the point where I just couldn't talk to him anymore there was no there was no telling this person like I can't be friends with you you know right. so yeah. I kind of just stopped talking to her <laughs> yeah. abruptly which yeah. obviously I could have had that conversation and I, I probably should have but I didn't feel comfortable right there was no comfortability for me to be like hey this is too much right and it probably would have gotten worse if you that's how I feel approached it like that honestly yeah so and then she blew up my phone after that what did I do 
what did I do wrong? We had only been friends in person that I had met her for, for a week. Wow. A week. Jeez. And it was, wow. it was so much so fast. And I was like, no, I got to stop. Yeah. Like I have to, this is too much for me. It's right. making me nauseous. I don't like this. Trust your gut people. If yeah. you don't feel right about something, don't do it. Yeah. Nobody says you have to do anything. Exactly. Especially if you're not comfortable with it. Yeah. So it's everywhere. <laughs> it's in your friendships. It's in your family. And you know, you just have to be aware, you know, you definitely want to have people green flags, right? Respecting your boundaries. Mm -hmm. You set a firm boundary and you're like, Hey, I'm not somebody who texts every single day, right? Then they shouldn't be texting you every single day right. or they should, you know, communicate with you. I think that, you know, there is kind of that, like, who am I texting them too much? Do I, you know, do I text them again? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff, which if you set a boundary first and foremost, and you're like, Hey, you know, I'm not somebody who texts every single day, right? Then, okay. You let them know, hey, I'm not somebody, you know, I won't text you back every day. Right. Then the other person should be like, okay, you know, maybe message them the next day. Right. Right. Give them some space. If they mm -hmm. message you and you have a firm boundary where you don't want to respond, don't respond. Right. But some, th there's got to be equal parts right. there of understanding. Yeah. And when somebody is respecting your boundaries, man, it is a world of difference. Yeah. It's crazy when they do. Yeah especially when you've had trauma right and somebody who trusts you mm -hmm. trusts you to be friends with the opposite sex maybe mm -hmm. you set firm boundaries of like hey you know i don't feel comfortable because of my trauma and my past for you right hanging out with somebody by yourself now if this person's not okay with that they're not your partner for life right you know they're they're not okay hey these aren't things that we agree on commonly you're not going to change my mind i'm not going to change your mind right. looks like we need to part ways exactly and you will find somebody who will who will respect your boundaries exactly yep. and then they'll also communicate with you communication i know that one was a really big one that you wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah oh so the biggest thing i have about communication obviously in general i mean it's good to communicate in your relationship anyway but the biggest thing i have is if you like obviously like if you have a significant other and they want to go out without you go to their go with their friends to the bar go wherever it doesn't really matter communication is key like i don't first of all i don't care if you go whatever but tell me you're going tell me how long you're going at least so i have an idea when you'll be back so i know if you're alive or not because sometimes things happen you know right especially when you're used to talking to them as often as you do and right. then they just kind of like fall off the face of the earth yeah. for a couple hours it's it's like weird yeah and then while they're out and there's no communication at all and then they literally just they'd stop responding to your messages everything like that and then boom wow so okay i have a story to <laughs> the story is fucking wild okay so this the reason why i have like such a trauma i guess to this and why i'm so like i have to know that you're going out like i don't like i said i don't care that you go but i need to know that you're going before you go and that con that communication at least like you don't have to text me the whole freaking time that you're there but you know let me know that you're okay or you know if i text you text me back at some point don't just yeah. ignore me for hours okay so i had this one boyfriend ex-boyfriend that he went out one night at a bar okay and we've only <laughs> we haven't been dating that long it was only a couple months right regardless though whatever he tells me he did tell me that he was going out right. but then he stopped communicating with right. me good start good start yeah and never never re would respond to my text messages or anything and he told you ahead of time that he was going to communicate with you yes yeah so yeah he, and then he didn't and then he didn't and it was like 
I mean, we would talk all day throughout the day, you know. Right, right. So it was it not was, uncommon for him to respond to you, like, not if not immediately, within the hour. He would, yeah. So then he stopped responding, and I was like, okay, weird, but whatever. Nothing, 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 nothing. And then I obviously... And obviously this isn't, you know, not the best look for me either. I know that I did wrong in this relationship as well. But um, that like really triggered me and I, he never responded and he wasn't communicating with me. So I had broken up with him. Right. <laughs> and um, through a text message. But no, people have to understand is that this is after Kyle. Yes. This is not Kyle. No. This is somebody following Kyle at yeah. some point. And you, like, that's one thing that people need to understand is that's why we have these boundaries. That's why we right. have these insecurities. Because and that's why I'm, after this conversation, I'm even more about it. Right, right. Okay, so, continue. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> I had broken up with him and I still never heard anything from him. Yeah. So sometime like during the night time, I don't remember when it was or whatever, I had fallen asleep. I woke up in the morning to a text message from him and it was a picture of him him and another girl in bed together god the fucking hatred i have for yeah. this guy i just heard about this today <laughs> yeah like, before we started recording yeah yeah, yeah. that's all it was and that no yeah. words no i'm sorry nothing just a picture of them in bed together that is so fucked and it's that revenge too yeah that is a huge red flag yeah that is something that you know fuck this person uh-huh because that that's fucked yeah that is somebody in my opinion who does not give a fuck no clearly yeah yeah i'm so sorry that you went through that yeah it was traumatic oh i bet and that's why we have these insecurities Mm -hmm. and obviously we both know you know over time we've evolved from the secure insecurities that we've had Mm -hmm. um and recognize okay maybe these aren't healthy and what caused these you know right I'm not saying I'm perfect either. Right. And I have red flags about myself, I'm sure. But the fa- it's not hard to text somebody back. Especially right. when you know, like I have made it clear to you before that ignoring me is something that is not good for me. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. Especially ahead of time too. He could have been like, hey, if I don't respond, it's just because I'm out here. Exactly. The place is loud. I'm not going exactly. to be able to hear my phone. Because I don't think either of us expect people to respond immediately. Oh God, no. Especially when they're out having fun. We understand yeah. or that this you know people have jobs i don't expect people to text me 24 7 exactly you know? yeah but i know what you're doing exactly like i know that you're at work yeah and you cannot respond to me just but when you that. go yeah but when you go out with people especially of the opposite gender yeah especially when you've also made it clear like hey this person this person makes me uncomfortable right and it wasn't because there's no respect for our relationship that we had there was no boundaries right there was boundaries being crossed already right and that's not okay no and and setting those again finding somebody who respects those boundaries is it's really important because if he had respected your boundaries or had said hey those boundaries aren't okay with me you would have known ahead of time hey this guy's not for me right i don't think you would have continued the relationship no but for somebody to lie and say no 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 that's okay that's okay but then they start to cross those boundaries right. red flag yeah red fucking flag mm-hmm. it's not okay to do that no and that kind of leads to the also though when they want to talk to you nonstop. Yeah. When they just constantly text you, that's where I was talking about with that girl, Lisa. Yeah. She constantly texted me and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh dude, I'm working. I also have children. I think that also is like, it's just kind of like a personal thing too, because some people like that. Yeah. Some people like the constant, you know, attention and stuff like that. But not everybody does. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) No, neither. Sometimes... I want you to leave me the hell alone. Yes, exactly. And like, cause I'm watching my show and I don't want to talk to you while I'm watching my show. <laughs> Do not interrupt me. During... I am watching Gilmore Girls. Leave me alone. 
we should talk about the red flags in that show. I'm just playing. I'm not, I mean, I'm not playing, but like, it was a joke. But yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're focused, especially when you're having you time. Yeah. Gilmore Girls is like your show. That's yeah. your like, I'm unwinding. Yeah. I've had a fucking rough day. I'm not trying to talk to nobody. Yeah, I'm trying no. to lose my shit I'm in this show. I'm trying to chill in my bed. Yeah. And watch my show. See, that's one of my toxic traits is my boyfriend, Jacob, fantastic guy, but he plays video games. <laughs> and we talked about this before. Worldwide is the reason why I hated video games because right. they taught us and they ingrained it into my brain after three years that if you play video games, you are a lazy piece of shit and right. you are worthless. That uh-huh. is not Jacob. We're talking this guy has made so much personal mm-hmm. financial growth since I've known him. Right. Like that is video games are not his nemesis at all there it's a hobby right and that's his his time that's his unwinding time that's his Gilmore Girls yeah yeah and I was very it was really hard for me to like accept that time Mm -hmm. because I was like no (laughs) like pay attention to me which is not okay and I know that and I've talked to my therapist about this and she's helped me work through that and helped me understand that you know you feel like that because of your past trauma mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Kyle because if, they would always make it more important than you exactly or yeah with my ex-husband too he would play video games and would not take care of our son in fact I don't know I haven't I mean I've spoken to my ex-husband we got divorced obviously and um, this is a guy who does not care for my son if you're listening to this if your family's listening to this y'all know the truth Right. I don't want to, I don't want to apologize for something that's like, you know, but either way you did. Right. Right. His family, they're, they're great. We communicate on Facebook and Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but my ex-husband, no. (laughs) And that's why I have a lot of bitterness too surrounding it because that's what I saw. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not Jacob. Not even at all. He will stop playing his video game. I get a little frustrated, but I also get frustrated when my son wakes up in the middle of the night, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) Um, But he'll do it. He'll get up with him. You know, if I'm sleeping and I have to work the next day and you know, if he doesn't have to work or whatever, like he'll stop what he's doing and he'll go take care of the kid. Right. And he'll be in there with him and he'll make him laugh. And it's just, it's cute and adorable. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. But that is a green flag. Yes. A green flag is somebody who has those hobbies and will put a the hobbies. A healthy hobby. A healthy, a healthy hobby. And they will put their hobby second. Right. Family comes first, hobby is second. But there are some people, red flag, that will put their hobbies first. Yep. Sorry. I'm not afraid to say it, but if you play video games and you're playing, you're putting video games over your family, fuck you. Yeah, literally. Because, and, but that's anything. That's golfing. That's drinking. That's mm-hmm. hanging out with the friends. That's, yep. you know, whatever it happens to be. If that mm-hmm. comes before your family and your family has already expressed like, hey. This is an issue. Yeah. Then fuck you. <laughs> Red flag. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then another one, breaking up and getting back together. Oh, sweet Jesus. That is so, it's hard because I know that there are people who have split up and who have gotten back together and have had healthier relationships following. I'm not saying everybody. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, like this week we're on, this week we're not. Yeah, and then it's constant and they're always doing it Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Immediately Mm -hmm. they're putting on Facebook, I'm single. Right. And then the next day they're back in a relationship. Yeah, almost all, well, yeah, it's It's, ridiculous. It's wild because people do that. And they're engaged. It makes me sad because you kind of look at this person and you're like, obviously you wish them the best, right? right? Do we speak about these people and their circumstances and how I think we, I think it relates to me. Mm-hmm. That's why I think about it. I'm like, oh, holy shit, I did that. Did right. I really, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and we say that coming from a place of endearment. Of, right. Of like, damn, dude, I really don't want to see this happen. Yeah. I don't want to see you end up in the same situation I did, right? right? And it's not by any means, like, like we're laughing about it, but I think it's more so funny because of my story. <laughs> yeah. That it's funny. So please don't understand, like, understand, we're not making a joke out of other people. We're not. Anyways, it, it's just... Again, people don't know what they don't know. And that, that like, and I think Kyle was a lot like that too. 
Oh, yeah. Where you'd break up and then, you know, he'd give you some sort of ultimatum that you uh-huh. can get back together. And then if you do this, we'll, get, we'll back. get back together. Yes. But only if you do this. And that was another like huge boundary crossing because mm-hmm. it was something that you had already expressed that you're that not you comfortable with. And he did that so much. So much. Just pushing Every your boundaries. Every single time you would have a fight, which was basically daily with him. Yeah, yeah. It was always, he would bring up something yeah. about it. And it was always something that puts him in a power dynamic that's unfair to you. Yeah. Because he definitely did that to me too, mm-hmm. where it's like, why do you get to be the one in control of this? Why do you get to do that? Right. And it's unfair because that kind of, I mean, the way, the things that he would threaten, I'm not comfortable saying what it was for me. Yeah, me either. But it was definitely something that was just... It crosses a huge boundary and and it's just, it really was gross. Yeah. The way that he acted. And that's another thing too, is um, kind of those rigid, that rigidity, those rules, those Mm -hmm. those, um, gender roles, if you will. Right. He was very much like that. Somebody who puts themselves into, I mean, if gender roles are your thing and you've already established that in your relationship, by all means, have at it. Right. We're talking about. But people have to both agree in a relationship. Yes. Yes. If this is something that somebody else has already expressed they're not comfortable with. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not, it almost like when you're in an abusive relationship, it almost becomes like Stockholm syndrome, right? Like you say that you like it because you've been forced to feel that right. way. You don't want to upset them. Exactly. You don't want to have that fight again. Yeah. You, you walking on eggshells all the time. That is a huge red flag. If you have to watch what you say mm-hmm. because it's going to piss somebody Set else off, off. Yeah. That is not okay. You should not have to walk on eggshells around anybody whether it's your friends your family members and especially not your romantic partner right absolutely not nobody you shouldn't have to be like okay I can't say this because if I do oh my gosh it's gonna be a huge fight exactly that's not okay no and that makes me sad too because it makes you wonder how many people that we see on social media are they really happy what's going like we don't know what's going on behind closed doors exactly we see a picture yeah and I think that I feel like, and this is not true for everybody, but I feel like those people who like go out of their way to show their relationship online, those are the ones that you end up seeing later on and you're like, oh my gosh, right. like that's so sad because yeah. you, know, you just, I was like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to seem like perfect yeah. with Kyle and I uh-huh. because I was feeling like I needed to try to prove to myself that we were okay. Mm-hmm. We were not okay. He would always post these long paragraphs on my timeline on Facebook yes I remember reading them too because you showed them to me yeah before I deleted them oh my and the way okay backhanded compliments yes those were his number one thing yes you would think that he's like breaking up with you yeah because of how he said shit yeah and that is not okay no not okay if somebody is complimenting you but they're like you might not be perfect to everybody else but but like that's not okay yeah no I mean it's different it was like that all the time yeah like he couldn't just give you a compliment to be nice it was uh I guess. Yeah. Sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Like everybody else thinks you're shitty, but like I think you're okay. <laughs> right. And it's just not, that's not okay either. When they make you the butt of every single joke, mm-hmm. it's not okay. No. Or when they act like they can have any partner they want. You. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. No, you don't. Like even if like people find you attractive, right? It doesn't fucking matter. No. You have a significant other. You've established that you, you have... You need to respect your relationship. Exactly. Especially if you have established monogamy. Right. Do, I re- do I understand and respect the fact that there are polyamorous couples? Sure. That's right. not what I agreed to. Exactly. And oh my God, 
Okay, respect again. If you are in a consensual polyamorous relationship, this is not you. I have friends who are in polyamorous relationships that are healthy. They're good people. No shame to them, Mm -hmm. right? And I've expressed this because I have a friend who is polyamorous and I've expressed this and she even says like, that's not normal, right? So when he, when, when, when he, I'm referring to Kyle because he did this, but they push that's a huge boundary. I have agreed to monogamy. I am somebody who could not be polyamorous. I no. am so jealous. I have insecurities. Same. I am just one person's enough. Yeah. And he would push polyamory. He would push it. I mean, obviously, we know now because he was being, he was infidelous. Inf- inf- he was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the word that would be. There was a lot of infidelity. He was, he was an infidel. Like, I don't know. But he was cheating, right? But he would have, I, and I think he, he did it because he was so insecure about it. Like, he oh. knew deep down that he was fucking up. Uh-huh. But he would do it to try to get you, to try to, to get you to agree with what he's already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be able to talk about it publicly. Uh-huh. Because one thing that Kyle was really fucking bad at was keeping shit to himself. Mm-hmm. He always had to be so public about it. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that is a part of um, antisocial personality disorder or narcissistic traits, right? Or people who, like, go You're above like, and beyond. And like they always to need attention. Show off. They like to show off, right? And they engage in, like, really, like, risky behavior. Right. And that was Kyle. Mm. He oh, always, 100%. I mean, he always like had to have people know something and he would always give hints he's stupid oh yeah like the for the example we talked about him and in, in his instagram bio bios right yeah the he, matching ones the matching ones right and it's right. like who the fuck are you fooling dude right you are stupid yeah like if he hadn't been so public i feel like he could have gotten away with it for a lot longer right but he cannot for the life of him not brag uh-uh. about shit uh-uh. he always has to out himself yep. because he wants to get i don't know that it's necessarily that he wants to get caught but he wants attention for it right for sure that ugh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that's also not normal God, he's gross yeah if if you're with somebody and you are open and you are a very like extroverted person right your profiles online are public and Mm -hmm. and you're very just outspoken right when you go and you make your profile private because you want to hide your significant other huge red flag right that is when you know that they are crushing you down as a Mm -hmm. person and at that time you don't want to admit it no but it definitely happens yeah because you start to have not just the fact that you maybe that person's older than you Mm -hmm. i know we talked about that with the underage girls he was with right you know especially with kendra her profiles that i had talked to her about this too like your profiles were so public like you were such a bubbly person then you shut everything down everything yeah because you nobody could know that you were in a relationship with somebody who was over the age of 18 right let alone the fact that he was fucking seven years older than you right and a felon yeah a 25 year old fucking felon and right. he that gro- just got out of prison seriously but anyways i mean not you know maybe you have to hide the fact that you're with this person because they're so much older than you mm-hmm. or maybe also it's insecurities they right. make you feel like because you are so quote pretty that other people are going to hit on you mm-hmm. you have to shut your shit down right that's not normal no that's not normal at all Mm-mm. and it makes me again it just it makes me so sad because people actually are so lively and some of these narcissistic people, they'll tear you down. Oh, yeah. And you never, I don't think you ever really truly build back up. No. I think that you cope and you have coping skills and right. you learn how to, you learn definitely like I will not tolerate this in the future. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I, I don't feel like it's time wasted. I feel like I learned a lesson. Right. Because now we get to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, again, I'm not tolerating abuse, but I can't change my circumstances. Right. I can't say... We can't go back in time and be like, let's not do that. Exactly. So what can we do about it? Right. We can make a difference. Don't do it in the future. Oh, absolutely. But we can also teach people, again, 
not so much teaching. But speaking to our circumstances, and another thing, here's one of my red flags. I think one of mine is definitely like running, running at the first sign of danger, Uh right? That you're not, not danger, right? But an inconvenience or a slight small argument. Right. And I think that stems from being with Kyle Mm -hmm. because I was die hard, die hard for Kyle. I thought for sure we were going to get married. I was so enthralled with Kyle. Yeah. That looking back at it, I'm like, and that's where I think about love bombing too. Oh, because you kind of realize you're like, I was so happy. I'll never be happier than that. Mm -hmm. But then you look back and you're like, that was fake right none of it was real yeah and none of that is okay Mm-mm. like you butterflies are almost like a toxic trait right I mean if somebody makes you feel happy and, and in a healthy way that's awesome right when the butterflies go away that's another red flag I mean sure you're not gonna love your partner every single day right trust me me and Jacob like have issues and we're not by any means anybody who can give relationship <laughs> advice I mean we go get advice right for sure like I'll go to my dad and it's because my dad has maintained a healthy relationship after like to- detoxing from my mom basically right yeah. you know and his wife oh my god my stepmom is amazing <laughs> um she you know she's a very healthy person like uh-huh. I said you know she has um the education behind her right. and just the the logic and you know that she, I, I genuinely like really enjoy getting advice from them right in my relationship relationship and um but before you know it was like my relationship doesn't feel the same mm-hmm. as it did with Kyle right that's when I realized it was fucking wrong right because my butterflies with Kyle were manifested I had to believe that they were there right and I lived I thrived on like the first fairy tale life the first three months is what I really thrived off of mm-hmm. was that it's well, gonna be like that it's gonna get back to that yeah because it was good yeah and it was it's the, always good in the beginning and it's overly good it's so good that you're just too like, good you're on a high yeah and relationships do not thrive on that high right the high goes away right and then you have to like life happens yeah life is not sunshine and rainbows every day no it sucks i mean you go through so much and it's those hard times that you really see Mm -hmm. is this relationship going to stick it out right and you have to try right you have to try every fucking day to love the same person for years this is the first time i've been with somebody for years Mm -hmm. multiple years consistently right with kyle it was a total of four years but he was in prison for right. a lot of it, right? Yeah. And with my ex-husband, it was maybe one full year in person. And that's when we were like, no, this is not fucking working. Right. And you just like, I just look at people and I see their their marriages who've been together for like 10 years. are like, your parents. Right. Those are people that like. They're going on 31 years. They stay together. Imagine the hardships that people who've been together for 30 years have faced. Right. I, I, Definitely it, not sunshine and rainbows. Right. I mean, you you're, you deal with so much from family issues to mm-hmm. financial issues. Kids. To, ki- yep. Kids. And it is, it's not easy to be with somebody for a long time. No. And that's where I think that high, it can be dangerous Mm -hmm. and maybe not physically dangerous. I mean, it could be, but definitely like can't live off that high forever. Right. That high is so toxic. Mm -hmm. I I just can't stress that enough. Same red flag though. I definitely, as soon as something goes wrong, I'm like, I should go. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> like, Basically, you're, yeah. you're, you're like, this is the, this is horrible. I can't yeah. tolerate this. Right. Like, and even that. then, and then after you like 
for me because I'm always really bad about something happens and I'm gonna break up with you. Yes, same. I'm gonna same. leave. Yeah. I'm gonna break up with you before you break up with me and hurt me. Yes, exactly. That's not good. That's no. not healthy. It's and not. I obviously know that and I'm still like that's still a big thing for me like not to do. Yeah, no, it's hard for me too. I've definitely, you know, had those moments where I'm like, I'm leaving you. Like you need to get out. Like fuck you. Like right. and and it's hard not to do that when you're with somebody like Kyle and you're like, no, this is like as bad as that. It's no oh my God, it's not nearly as bad. No. But we're trained to think the worst right. after that yeah and that's why i i talk about love bombing because i feel like that is such a big red flag that people don't acknowledge right nobody wants to say and acknowledge like hey this is love bombing right you think you're being healthy but you're not mm-hmm. you're trying to show affection but you don't know how to show affection right i mean they're like marriage counseling i don't know i haven't been to it but i definitely i would love to do it mm-hmm. you know i'd love to do couples counseling i think therapy is a really great thing even just individual therapy two people seeing therapy like right i love therapy i can't speak enough about how much therapy has helped me in my mindset do i still have moments where i revert back yes oh my gosh i'm not perfect but at the same time I feel like those moments are so few and far between anymore and I know how to come back from them quicker Mm -hmm. because of that. You know how to cope with them. They've given you those resources. Exactly. And that's why I'm a huge advocate for therapy. And, you know, I I definitely feel like too, one of the things that is a green flag in my opinion, this is parents, this is friends, this is family members who are going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. People who are not just going to tell you what you want to hear. It's uncomfortable to hear what you don't want to hear. It sucks. Honesty and patience. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. Right. And I know that if I was going to, I was making a bad decision, you will tell me that's a bad decision. Don't do that. Like, that's not a good idea. But it's not rude. It's not like, hey, you're making a bad fucking decision. Fuck you. Like, (laughs) you're being a stupid idiot. (laughs) It might be sometimes, but like, (laughs) but you know, we mean it in like the most loving way. way. And if you have that sort of relationship with someone, yeah, like obviously there's certain people you can't talk to them like that. Sure. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But I think if somebody's willing to to express their concerns to you and you blow them off, you might be a toxic person. That might be your toxic trait. You don't want to hear the truth. You only want to hear people are going to feed into what Mm -hmm. you want. My dad will not tell me what I want to hear. He (laughs) will tell like either will my mother (laughs) if he tells me that something's a good idea i know it's a good it's a good idea green (laughs) flag i can do it you know but when when somebody you know when they're telling you just what you want to hear i again that that's that's a red flag in a friendship right or a family membership Mm -hmm. right yeah where you we need to be told that things that make us uncomfortable the truth hurts sometimes exactly and I mean, obviously it's up to you and your discretion whether you want to take that advice or not. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we, we're we all designed to want to hear what we want to hear. Right. But sometimes we need to be told mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable. Right. And it makes everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. You're not perfect. No. No. And, you know, ultimately, I think the biggest thing is that we just want people to have healthy relationships. We want people to learn from the things that we have gone through. Mm -hmm. And we want people to understand that if you have a loving, supportive, significant other that you've been with for a long period of time, who has shown you time and time and time again, Mm -hmm. that they are going to be there for you, right? Then yes, of course, that is your person. Right. They respect your boundaries. Exactly. But I definitely think that it should be said out loud that if, you know, you're getting love bombed or you're love bombing somebody else and you've only been together for a short period of time like my ex-husband and I or Mm -hmm. with Kyle and you're automatically like I want to marry you that's not we want love so bad right we want I know I did Uh uh-huh me too I wanted love I mean I still do yeah like you want that so bad but it's always with the wrong person right and it's because I feel like sometimes we lack patience Mm mm-hmm 
or we don't notice the red flags right away. Right. And then we end up staying with somebody that we're miserable with. Right. Or we have to convince ourselves that we love this person or we're living on that high. Mm -hmm. If that's you, like it was us, take a deep breath. I would highly recommend therapy. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but really take it slow. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we're not... Just be aware. Yeah. Have awareness. Have self-awareness. Yeah. I think if you can outright say, these are my red flags. Right. That shows growth. everybody has red flags. Everybody. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's... Like, yeah. Don't even try. Exactly. Nobody yeah. is devoid of red flags. I think that if you're constantly trying to work on what your red flags are, fantastic. Right. Like, you are on your way to being a green flag. Right. For sure. Because life is nothing but a growing learning curve. Mm-hmm. Nobody is done learning right. ever in their lives. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows everything. So, I think the fact that we can learn from people is so important mm-hmm. if your parents dude are telling you this guy is no good for you this friend's no good for you this listen. mindset is not good for you listen to them i know you're an adult I, you're probably over the age of 18 hopefully if you're listening to this podcast if not hopefully your parents give you permission to listen to this podcast <laughs> but if that's you listen to what they have to say because they've been there mm-hmm. parents have been there and it's, they can see things in a different perspective that you don't see exactly because you're so entranced you have the love tunnel Yep, tunnel vision. All you see. You don't see those red flags. And your parents or your friends or people who are like, dude, this isn't a good idea. Right. They're not saying that because fuck you, because they're jealous or maybe that's your mindset. Right. They're doing it because they see something that you don't that they want to prevent you from experiencing. Mm-hmm. That's all we're trying to do. Right. So if, I, if I've ever offended somebody out there by saying, hey, this is not a good idea, I'm not sorry because I didn't do it because if I if I don't say anything to you about your life, it's because I don't care about you. Right. Truthfully, people don't tell you the truth. They really don't give a shit because mm-hmm. the, your life isn't theirs. Right. At the end of the day, they're not going to be there for you. Exactly. They're not going to be the ones who drop everything at two in the morning when you have a flat tire on your way home from this dude's house. Right. They're not going to be the ones who are helping you financially if you shove all your money into this person. Mm-hmm. The people who are there for you like that, consider who's there in your corner. Who has been in your corner for longer than you've known this person? Right. And I am so guilty of not doing that and that makes me want to just express to people like just be aware Mm -hmm. be careful and don't end up (laughs) like like us (laughs) and uh have all this trauma but i don't think any i I don't think anybody out there is devoid of trauma either i think no everybody has some sort of trauma yeah whether they're willing to admit it or not exactly so hopefully you found some value in this episode we really really hope you did um if you haven't listened to our other episodes definitely check them out Mm -hmm. there's so much to hear you'll give more get more juicy details about the kyle situation yeah the kyle situation you'll hear other people's stories Mm -hmm. i learned so much from other people's stories and Mm -hmm. people deserve to be heard if you have not heard our episode with Corey's brother go listen to it yes if you can't listen to it we understand but like give it a chance because his story needs to be heard mm-hmm. especially so Corey, where can they follow us you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at x's and t underscore podcast and that's it we're gonna work on having more content this year too 2023 yes. we definitely have some big plans so yes. keep watching us and now that the holidays are over finally too yeah. we have oh one yeah. more time <laughs> Or not sick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.